The soft light of the television bounced throughout an otherwise dark room. A man in his mid-thirties lay on the couch with his eyes closed and his arms folded neatly over his chest. Pages from a blood-splattered newspaper littered the room. Trails of blood ran down the front edge of the leather couch, creating a large pool on the floor. The man's throat had been cut from ear to ear. A car door slammed outside of the house. Moments later, the front door handle rattled frantically. The sound of fumbling keys and then the sound of a key being inserted into the door were clear. The door opened. A man walked into the house. Hello, I'm home. I've been trying to call you for the past thirty minutes. Where were you? Remember? Nine-thirty, at the airport curb? He walked further into the house while taking his jacket off and noticed the man lying on the couch across the dark room. He's sleeping? The man continued to walk toward the couch. Wake up, James, I'm home. He leaned in to get a closer look at the man when the flickering television light revealed the slit throat and blood. James! the man screamed at the top of his lungs. Oh my God, no, James! This can't be happening. Oh God, no! The man reached for the phone and frantically dialed 911, even though he knew in his heart it was much too late. One day earlier, on September 10th. On a warm September afternoon, two young men in white dress shirts and black dress jackets walked through the Memory Grove area in the avenues of Salt Lake City, Utah. The green leaves of summer had started to dull. They would soon come out and show their true colors before being sealed in the impending snow. The black nameplates worn by the young men glistened in the sunlight as they watched the houses pass by. They were prepared to convert the world, but prospecting was hard work, let alone serving in Utah. The prospects on today's list had been a bit hesitant last week when the two young men stopped by. The two stopped at a small blue Victorian-style home and knocked on the door. A trim, clean-cut man in his mid-thirties and a young twelve-year-old boy wearing a baseball cap opened the door. Hello again. I'm Elder Jenkins, and this is Elder Lee with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. James, right? Hi, guys, said James. I'm still not interested. I've been pretty nice the last two times you've stopped by, but I'm really not interested. What do I have to do to get these guys to catch on? Elder Lee turned his attention to the young boy. And what's your name, sport? This is Josh, said James. I'll bet you like to play basketball, right, Josh? asked Elder Lee. We have a group of kids playing later today at the church, and we would love to have you join us. How about it? No thanks, said James. We're really not interested. Thanks for stopping by. We would just like the opportunity to tell you about the principles of the gospel, said Elder Jenkins. We aren't here to pressure you or to ask you to do anything you aren't comfortable with. I've said I'm not interested multiple times. Isn't that enough? This is your third visit, and I haven't invited you into my home. I think it's pretty obvious, right? The two missionaries looked at each other as if giving an unspoken signal. James, what would you consider the most important thing in your life to be? asked Elder Lee. My family always comes first. I have my own beliefs that I'm good with. Thank you for stopping by.
The missionaries didn't know what to think. They hadn't heard this answer from any other prospects during their brief time in the mission field. Elder Jenkins thought for a second while scrambling to come up with a name. Elder Lee shrugged his shoulders. Your neighbor down the street, Brother Smith, told us that you were interested in having us stop by. The guy down the street? I don't know who you're talking about, said James. Brother Smith lives in the blue house just down the road, said Elder Jenkins. James started to feel the tension building. I've never even met him. How can he say that I wanted you to stop by? I guess I need to let him know that I'm not interested. That brings me back to the start of our conversation. I'm not interested. Have a good day. We just want to talk and be your friends, said Elder Lee. My friends? Seriously? I normally don't have potential friends knock on my door out of the blue, James fumed. He was ready to have this conversation over and done with. How can they stand there on my own porch and not hear me telling them I'm not interested? Elder Lee and Elder Jenkins looked at each other in silence again as if to say, how do we respond to this? Elder Lee took a deep breath. We'd like to come by on Wednesday evening to meet with you and your wife and son. My son? James responded. Yes, your son, Elder Lee said while motioning towards Josh. Oh, my nephew. James patted Josh on the head. He hangs out with me when my sister is at work. And I'm not married. My partner's at work right now. Your partner? A business partner? Elder Lee said with a puzzled look on his face. James could feel the tides of the conversation changing in his favor. No, my partner, you know, my life partner, said James. The young missionaries stood on the front porch and tried to figure out what James had told them. They looked at each other once more, seeking some clarity that didn't seem to be there. I'm gay.